Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab special entertainment episode. I'm Dana and I will be interviewing Sean Baker today who co-wrote, directed and produced the movie The Florida Project which was so awesome. It's it's one of those movies that leaves you like with a heavy heart and it makes you think a lot. For me, it really reminded me of my childhood in the South and all the abandoned buildings I played in and dangerous stuff I did, but how much fun I had with my cousins and my other little rascal type friends doing it. The Florida Project opens in San Francisco on Friday the 13th and I highly suggest going to see it. Thank you for joining us. We're here with Sean Baker, director, co-writer, and producer of The Florida Project, which is an amazing movie. Thank you. Thank you Thanks so for much me. for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks I have for so many me. questions. I don't know where to start. Okay, I, I think I want to start with Mooney, with the character Mooney. Yeah. Never in my whole life, and this includes like baby Drew Barrymore and baby Brooke Shields, have mm-hmm. I seen a child act like that. Yeah. Like, where is there a kid in existence that can act that well? I know. I'm extremely lucky that uh, Brooklyn Prince came into my life and came into this film. Um, I really do consider her like a prodigy, and I consider I put her in the same camp as Mickey Rooney and and Jodie Foster yep. and the Fannings, where just born to do this. And I didn't have to. She are, she came with some prior experience in commercials and one small indie, so she. And I feel that she was born to do this. I really do. And she loves doing it, which is incredible. Like we had a limited number of hours that we could work with kids every day. So at the end of the eight hours, they're out of there or you're going to get, you know, in trouble. So we would be like, uh, Brooklyn, get out of here. And she would be like, no, no. And she would be so upset that she would have to go home every day. And uh, she just wanted to be acting. She She understood character development. She understood the scenes. Meaning, like, she understood about putting her character in the scenes and getting to those places we, we needed her to get to in terms of, like, the emotional heights she gets yeah. to. And then at the same time, she was funny and witty and able to hold her own with Willem and energetic. And she was cute and, like, everything. She's perfect. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. perfect. I've just, I'd never seen a child show mm. that kind of range of emotion. I mean, it was just amazing. Oh, yeah, she's and great. All the actors. So the obviously Willem Dafoe is like one of the greatest actors ever. He's so good. I've never seen him do anything that he was only like okay in. Right. Everything from right. the David Lynch movies to like the Broadway shows to Boondock Saints. He's just he's really great at everything he does. Yeah. How did you? How did he come on board for but this? His so. We had some conventional ways of casting this film and some very unconventional ways of casting this film. And he was came through the conventional way. Right. Like he, he came from the agency who went through our casting director in Hollywood and his name came across the table. And I was like, oh, I, I said what you just said. I was like, are you kidding me? He has a he can't go wrong with this guy. At all. And plus the fact that he's even considering this is an honor. Then I found out that he actually had seen my previous film, Tangerine. It was a fan and was like, OK, um, he wants to do something. Flew to New York. He was like a 24 hour window in New York because he lives in Rome most of the year. And I just red eyed it, sat down with him for coffee and we were on the same page immediately like he wanted to he wanted to experiment he wanted to immerse himself he wanted to get there so it was great that he was going to be a team player and and when he was actually on set he was just kind and patient and helping the first timers and then just really becoming this character of bobby 
God, that's yeah. exactly how I would want him to be. Yes, like, that's yes. perfect. I'm yeah. so glad that yep. that really is yep. who he is. Yep. Yep. That is so cool. And um, the actress who played Mooney's mom, this is the first thing she's ever done. Is that right? Yes. And uh, how is that even possible? Uh, Bria Vinita. And she, I found her on Instagram. And I, uh, there was something telling me that she's the right one for this role. I mean, we were, we were thinking about casting this role with, you know, just Hollywood actresses, known names, um, maybe even a pop star. But I kept going back to her Instagram page that I had found by complete accident, by the way. I wasn't following her. Right, right. reposted one of her posts. And I just thought, I thought she has everything I need for this. And plus, I can see that she has the ability to act. She's already putting herself out there. So there's that confidence thing that we don't have to worry about right and on top of that she has the physicality those tattoos and and she's witty and funny and 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 yeah some people they never understand the concept of acting you put them in front of a camera and they're so stiff right we had to at least give her the chance so i my wonderful financiers were okay with me rolling the dice on this one and we brought her down to orlando and she she read with uh brooklyn and you could just see right there. She was fine. She was she was natural in front of the camera. She was, and and but she was also very realistic about it, as we were. She was like, "I am 100% green, so you guys have to handhold me through this." And we were like, "No, we're gonna not only handhold you. You're gonna get a boot camp right now, or like a total like intensive uh, workshop for a month leading up to production, and where you're gonna get four years of acting school in a month." Wow. And, you know, she she. She she was all for she was down. She wanted this. She wanted to do her best. She was uh, so my my acting coach Samantha Kwan, who was working with the children, took her under her wing as well. And like when I was off shooting some stuff, they would be back in the motel room just working out scenes and understanding character. And then and then of course then she's also fun. She's also like you get her to the place where I can say I want you now to like use some of the slang you know and just just be that rebellious girl that I know you have inside you. So she was able to like bring that stuff to the table as well. And yeah, I love her. She's that great. is so great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was amazing. I yeah, was yeah. I was shocked to find out that was her first role. Because yeah. I was somebody was asking me, is that movie like a documentary? And I was like, no, but you feel like it is. Like yes. the acting is so yes. realistic yes. when you walk out, you're like, how is that not real? Uh, like it you. just feels like you film people. Thank you. And I love one thing I really loved about it because when I was a kid, I'm from the South. So mm. we, we would play in abandoned buildings yeah. and abandoned houses. And it really was great. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I look back with such, on such fondness on my childhood. Yeah, it was dangerous. And no other kids do that today. Yeah. But yeah. I just thought that was so beautiful that, you know, Disney World, which is like, you know, all yeah. the, all that it stands for is mm. over there. Mm. But they're just having fun right. being kids right. and running amok. Right. They don't have the means to go into the parks, but they can do some. Something like go into the fields, which are literally like 10 feet behind these motels. That's, you know, that's still Florida. It's still this, it was still a rural area when it was, you know, so there's still cow pastures right behind the motels and that can be her safari instead right. of having to go to Animal Kingdom. You know, we tried to add those things in there to show that Mooney was still a kid and using her imagination and her wonderment to make the most of what she had. And still getting yes. all of that out of life with yes. her friends and, you know, like the little rascals that they were yes. kind of. Yeah. I loved that. Well, little rascals very much inspired and influenced this film. Really? Oh, 100%. That is so cool because yeah. I was thinking it was yeah. like a modern version. If the little rascals mm. were today yeah. here, then that's what it would be like. Yes, that's uh, I ha I've had winks 
to the little rascals in every one of my films, but this one was like a full out tribute. That and you know, is so and you know this scene, oh. and I, I know it's a little spoiler alert here, but not really. Uh, remember the scene when they're in the, the tree that has tipped over and they're eating their, the, the, the bread with the jelly. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. And that, and she goes, um, little Brooklyn says, you kind of like that. Don't you to her little friend, Jancy and Jancy goes, that's the, it's the best jelly I ever eat it. Well, that's a direct lift from a wonderful Little Rascals short called The First Roundup. It is? Yeah, yeah. That is so, what I really love is that this come, that came across. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not huge. I love The Little Rascals, but I'm not right, like, right. You know, I couldn't quote or remember yeah. any of the skits, yeah. but yeah. it's like, that's that's what it made me think of. Right, thank you. The ador- like how adorable that is. Yeah. And I do remember, I remember that because of the jelly, and I remember, you know, like when I was a kid, if we mm. would make something, it would be disgusting, but yeah. it would be like, so great because you made right. it. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is the first thing I would say like I cooked you something and it would yeah. just be you know something exactly. dumped on a plate exactly but exactly I love that I was because when I first came in I was wondering if it was going to be a commentary on like Disney or mm. some whatever Disney mm. man, but it wasn't it's almost like finding your, what I felt like it was mm. it was like finding your own Disney yes like having fun without all that stuff yeah exactly we're um when I first went into it having read some of those news articles I thought it might be a, a a finger pointing thing but actually uh, doing our research Chris Bergash and I doing our research down there we realized that the community was was hurt as as a whole and everybody is actually doing their their most to help eradicate homelessness in the area I mean you have the state I mean sorry you have the local government working with uh, agencies working with philanthropists uh, philanthropists and then also the private sector I mean Disney itself gave five hundred thousand dollars last year to the homeless impact fund in that area so so it's more about if there are two villains in this movie it's 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 the uh, recession of 08 and the housing crisis and that was uh, that immediately followed it and it's really just and so the movie for us we wanted to put a human face on this so we used comedy and we used uh, you know trying to get the audience into a place where they were spending the summer with these kids and then remembering you know as you just said they're this the summers of their youth yeah, yeah. And it's so cool. I love the way Willem Dafoe's character. I mean, because I can imagine that they, they really are. They do have relationships with mm. these people that are staying there. And oh, yeah. it might be pulling teeth sometimes to get money out of them, you know, right. but that they care about them and they care about the kids. And I think that really came across. Yeah. The, the, the motel managers that we interviewed had that thing going on where they had to keep it professional because uh, at any any day they might be forced to evict one of these families and put them on the street. Right. But at the same time, they had a dear, a deep love and compassion for them, and and uh, you could see that. But they had to keep a distance, and that's where I think Willem totally got that, and he. You can see that in the Bobby character. Oh, definitely. You know? I love that. I love all the characters in this movie. I just want to say thank you so much for talking to thank us. You. And I love the movie, and I think everyone should see oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and one last thing. It is hitting theaters in San Francisco, but you're a national show, right? Yeah, but it, yeah. You, you can say when it's hitting. Yeah, when, yeah. when is We're, it hitting the theaters 13th, here? The 13th, it's coming to San Francisco Friday. theaters. Yes, and it's already in theaters in New York and L.A., and we're expanding. A24, who put out Moonlight, Room, and uh, so many other wonderful films, they're doing a nice platform release, so it'll eventually get to a city where you are, and uh, we just want people to see it on the big screen because it's shot for the big screen. It's 35 millimeter. Oh, it's amazing. Colors, and yeah. I so. want all my family in New Orleans <laughs> to see it, especially. Oh, it's going to the New Orleans Film Festival, oh, actually. Oh, good. Okay, well anyway, thank you so much Thank you so much (laughs) 
thank you to Sean Baker for being on Radio Rehab. If you want to go see the Florida Project, it is out now. Next week, we will be back in studio with special guest host Greg Baldwin. If you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. Even when we're not in studio, you can go to radio.rehab and read my blogs. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. Keep coming back.